You are now listening to Hosanna's Huddle. You are now listening to Hosanna's Huddle. Welcome back, people, for another Wednesday night. This is your girl, Alex. I got with me... Charmaine. And Lulu. And Antoine. <laughs> so you can see he changed his voice up once again on us um so our topic for today is relationships uh, it's a pretty big one ain't it guys yeah, yeah. so i know lulu you had a story you kind of had to go with this yes so we went to a party um two weeks ago and I was observing the young couples, the older couples, and you know, one in particular couple, I can tell the um, man in the relationship was not paying attention or ignoring or trying to hurt the um, woman's feelings during the whole entire party. And by saying that, I mean, he was paying attention to other women and not his wife or significant other. That was the older couple. The younger couple I was looking at was, you can tell, trying to make each other jealous with other people. So I've been in a relationship for 27 years, so I don't like playing, thank you. I don't like playing the little games that that I was seeing, but it kind of like had me like interested in seeing why they treat their spouse the way they do or their, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. So that's why I bring up the topic of relationships from that scenario. Well, my first question was, would be, why were they paying so much attention to other people? Like, was there no food there? (laughs) (laughs) Usually when I go to a party, I'm completely distracted by the food. Like, I'm not paying my husband no attention. I'm barely having any outside conversations because I'm too busy trying to figure out what can I stick in my mouth and chew on the whole time <laughs> there? Like, was there no snacks? Nothing to drink? No, there was. Like, there was snacks and drinks and there was um, food. But um, I don't know. It was kind of weird. I've never sat back and watched, I guess, because I don't you know You never people watch I do people watch. I do people watch. Oh, that's it. No, 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 no. I do people watch. But I've never sat back at where I was this time like it's a new environment for me and to people watch and see what um I was noticing then I would look at my husband and and go and say does he treat me this way or am I not paying attention to this Mm. because sometimes you know I get um distracted um with uh, my grandson or whatever and I'm like hmm is he paying attention to me and and but then when I would like question it, it would be, he'll come right there and like two seconds later and just like give me a kiss on my cheek or like rub my shoulder, like giving me the attention that I needed. He could go talk to whoever he wanted to talk to and have fun with, you know, everybody. But he would always come back and make sure that I was okay. Did I need anything to drink? Did I need to get something to eat? Um, Did I need to go to the car for anything? Like if he saw that I got up, where are you going? You know, do I need to walk you somewhere? Um, But I think, that's 27 years of being together to know each other and to grow with each other. What I saw the young couple do was, I guess, paying each other, paying attention to that other other girl that looks prettier than the other girl. And to me, I was like, that's so disrespectful. But at the same time, why is that girl letting him do that? You know what I mean? Like, what what insecurities do does she have 
that she's letting him treat him treat her that way and vice versa with the older couple like it was their party like to me yes i understand that you have to um go around and kind of you know Mingle. you're the you're you mingling and whatever because you're the the host but at the same time you know you should respect your wife and you should respect the the um the sanctity of whatever you guys got going and not making comments because it was comments that was said out loud and i'm like and no one said anything what they were mm. saying what comments the comments were like just like random like all right so the all right so i'm gonna tell you so the girl walks uh, like she goes to leave the apartment and um she's she's looking for someone and the guy was like oh where are you going but why are you worrying about where are you going and then um you you need to come back girl and i'm like why are you talking to her like that this is not your wife right you know what i mean this is not who Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Yeah, he this said that is to, to the, someone else that wasn't the, his that wife. That wasn't oh, his wife. Oh. Where are you going? You yeah, like why? Why are you girl? worrying about that? Like mm. the side, the side. Um, you know the looks. The j- you just focus on that. And I'm like me sitting back and people watching this. I'm like, <laughs> wow. Like I need to That's like this is not the spot that I really want to <laughs> be at right now. But you know, it sounded to me like something else going on besides just um, exactly. No, they know but my yeah, but not my whole before, thing, or I'm gonna see you later on tonight. Yeah. Type but situation. my whole thing is, is you have to be blind not to see that. You know what I mean? Your friends are there, you, the wife is there. You're telling me that you're not noticing what's going on, and why are you staying there if you feel like he's disrespecting you that certain type of way? Well, you know, that is a question in relationships. So this is kind of pulls a way to look at it, too. So say you are throwing a party and it's you and a family. If you know that your spouse is outgoing and you're maybe more the preservative one, like you're not the one that's so outgoing. Do you like do you put up with that in your relationship? So do you allow your spouse to talk to everybody, be in their face, man or woman? It could be either or opposite sex, whatever it may be. But do you just see it as them being outgoing or do you see it being overly flirtatious? It depends on the personality. Right. How yeah. They, yeah. I think I wouldn't care if he mingled and entertained, especially if it was our event. But what would worry me is if I saw his attention going to one person in particular, if mm-hmm. that person was of the opposite sex. And, you know, if you watch body language and mm-hmm. eye contact and things like that, I mean, you could pretty much tell what's going on just by watching and not hearing words. Mm-hmm. And I think it would only concern me if I saw his attention going toward one particular person. And especially if he's had a history of yeah. um, infidelity or just, you know, had, had a history of being a little too friendly mm-hmm. with the opposite sex, I would definitely have an issue with that but um i i've i haven't experienced that i can't i I would that would be my only worry is that Mm -hmm. if there's attention was specifically on one person because then you know yeah now we have a problem so what if your spouse isn't an outgoing person and all of a sudden you guys go to a party and you just see them in everybody's face that that'd be that'd be weird yeah that would be like bells going off (laughs) like you're not this social before why you being all in people's faces now all of a sudden Mm -hmm never yeah. been sociable so something yeah. and in those awful. kind of situations i think we tend to internalize stuff like that so if you have someone who's anti-social completely and then you get into a gathering and all of a sudden this person is so outgoing and talking to everyone and you know being a life of the party 
I think sometimes we don't look at the situation correctly. A lot of times we'll sit there and say, well, what's wrong with me? Why doesn't he open up to me like that? Or, you know, why, why is it that he acts differently when it's just he and I? And I think that's, right. that's cause of concern because we, we tend to internalize things that we shouldn't. We, we, we uh, misdirect. Big they could, key. They could be yeah. either that or they trying to impress someone being all sociable and everything. I know. So I was just wondering too, like even like maybe if you go to a company party, you're so used to your spouse maybe being quiet at home, but then you find out at work that they're this overly active person. They That's talk to everybody. They're outgoing. Like, is that going to still make you question and get insecurities about the relationship, knowing that you're so different at home versus how you are at work? I think... I think yeah, that would that would raise some questions with me. Let's say if Talia was, you know, super quiet at home and everything, and all of a sudden we got a company party and she's all laughter and giggles, but she don't do none of that laughter at home. That'd be like, okay, why you don't do that at home? Is it is it me? Or or it could be the opposite thing. It could be like at home she's all um, you know, loud laughter and everything about at the company party, she's quiet because maybe she don't like no people. <laughs> she's mm-hmm. going just to show face, you know? Yeah, I think that would make more sense. But I think if it's like the other way, like where your spouse may be quiet at home, they're not really reserved, they don't giggle with you, but then you find out you get to work, they all got jokes, everybody think they're the funniest person mm-hmm. at work. Like, would you think, like, does that bring insecurities in you, yourself? And that's where to hear a man say, yeah, that will bring insecurities. Cause you know, I think it'd just be us women that we'd be thinking that it's us <laughs> that be having the insecurities about certain things like that. So I, I think I think I definitely won't question it. Like, what's different about me? If you're so laughing with everybody else, or you joke with everybody else when you're not around me, why don't you do that with me? Right. But maybe we can be the problem too. Yeah. Maybe we're too serious with them, or maybe they we don't, don't give feel them like that they feedback had, yeah, back where that they may like mm-hmm. that attention. Yeah. I guess it depends on the situation too, because there's been times where, like um, my old job when I used to go to events, you know, I know a lot of people, and um, my husband wouldn't know anyone because I would know these people through work and mm-hmm. and different events and things like that, and um, I would have to be social. You know, I'm getting pulled in all these different directions and. You know, as soon as I'm done talking to somebody here, comes somebody else, and maybe I haven't seen these people in a while. And, you know, you get engaged. You tend to get engaged, and you don't want to be rude. Um, Your intention is to go in there careful because you know that your significant other doesn't know anyone else. Um, But you just kind of get wrapped up and distracted sometimes. Um, But one thing I can say my husband is very good at is being patient. Like, he'll just kind of wait in the background and kind of wait in the wings and just yeah he'll people watch (laughs) and he'll yeah in those situations that we've been in he'll like people watch while i'm mingling and doing my thing and he'll just wait you know he'll just wait and he'll just um maybe get a drink or you know get something to kind of distract him a little bit and maybe you know a couple of times people will walk up to him and say "Hi," hi and introduce themselves to him and you know things like that but in those type of situations, I think it's a little bit different, you know, where, so, so just be mindful. Cause that's why I said, it just depends on the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not flirting or anything, but just mingling and inter- entertaining mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, mingling and entertaining and flirt- is one thing, flirting and doing something else right. is a different so situation. So what is considered yeah. flirting then? Well, you could, you could tell was, let's say you looking at someone from a distance and you see a male and female talking. And you could like like you said earlier, you could tell about body language. Like if she's laughing, then putting your hand on your shoulder, like rubbing the shoulder uh, like that. 
that's flirting. Yeah. You know, and that, that happened to me before. It had to be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get off my shoulder. <laughs> you weren't gonna get in trouble. <laughs> no. Like, you know, like rub your shoulder, arm up and down and everything. Oh. Like, like sucking the hot <laughs> <laughs> He said the Harlem shit. You know? off like that, Because like, he's you, like, you, you ain't gonna get me in trouble when I get old. Right. So was your was your wife there? Oh no, at, this was at um this was at I I did like a surprise engagement um shoot and everything uh-huh. at a, at a dinner and then the person that hired me, which is the friend of the fiance, she's like, oh hey, nice to see you and everything. Uh-huh. And she started rubbing my shoulder oh. up and down. So I was like, oh yeah, nice to see you too. You know, wow. so so he's he's yeah. he's doing the right thing even when the stop. Stop saying no right we found. Right, right, that's like, the real test, right? So like. Mm-hmm. You got to, and it's the way you gotta do it too, and not to make it so rude and everything. Right. Especially if they're a client. Yeah, right, you gotta. You know? So it's kind of like. Hey. Some people, y'all, gotta remember now, they like that attention. Like, yeah. I, I went to high school uh, with these two folks that are now a couple, and um, they, they're very vocal about the fact that they invite other people into their marriage. Yikes. Hmm. You know, and I guess that's, they pride themselves on that being one of the things that makes it work for them. And honestly, I think that if she didn't allow that in her marriage, there would have never been a marriage, honestly. Mm. And on the way here to do the podcast, I was thinking to myself in the car, like, you know, sometimes as women, we don't take enough uh, responsibility for our own actions. And and what I mean by that is when is listen ladies. We know when somebody don't want us. Mhm, that's yeah. true. Okay. True. We know within the first 5 conversations whether someone is truly truly interested in us or not. Yeah. I don't care how many lies he's telling. I don't care what kind of stories he's making up. We know deep down inside, I don't know where this instinct comes from, and people can deny this until the cow come, cows come home. We know when a man does not want us. And I think that the reason why there's so many failed marriages and relationships is because women have a tendency to think... We can change that man. Yes, we can change his mind. Whether we can change his mind by buying him things, whether we can change his mind by being good to his kids that he might have with someone else or spoiling his kids or being overly nice to his mama when we don't have to, whether we're, we're, we're going above and beyond doing wifely duties from, for somebody who doesn't even want to be our boyfriend or doesn't even want to claim us in public. Mm. You know, we get ourselves into mm. these situations, right? Mm-hmm. What Keep the, going, girl. Keep younger, going. <laughs> the younger ones have a name for it. We get ourselves into these situationships. Situationships. Mm-hmm. Right? Look, I can't even say it right. right. <laughs> it's a situationship because you don't, you don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he won't let you put a title on it. You know, oh, we, we, don't, we don't do titles, really. You, mean you know, he don't do titles. No, you, you don't have do titles. red flags, <laughs> right? You know pretty much whether this person wants you or not. Period. We know. But because we feel like we can change someone's mind or, you know, we can sprinkle some glitter on them and, you know, make everything okay, or he'll come around. And he'll become that unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I I think then the the relationship fails and then we're bitter and we're angry and we say everything is his fault. No. We knew from the very beginning that this man 
didn't want to be with us. We tried to force it. And then when it went sour, because he was going out looking for what he really wanted in the first place, we blame everyone but ourselves. We blame our parents. We blame our siblings. Sometimes we blame our kids when the relationships don't work. But in actuality, I feel like if we accepted more responsibility as women, mm-hmm. I think we would, we would experience less hurt, less pain, less inconvenience, less upset. I think our lives will be a lot better, you know, because sometimes they'll, we'll, we'll reach for something that's unattainable. We'll, we'll try to reach for that guy that it doesn't matter if he's close to Christ. It doesn't matter if he's having a walk with Christ like I am. It doesn't matter if he's on the same page as me. It doesn't matter. But those things do matter. But we're willing to throw it out the window just to get what we want because he's aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. And I think we all, we, we've, we've either all done it before or we're doing it now. And I think we need to be honest about that part of the conversation for sure. Because that's what it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, kind of what you said, this kind of goes along with it. Um, I looked up some information on health.com. And they surveyed 2,371 people. And it was based on the most common reasons people get divorces. So through reading this article, it basically is saying that divorces are no more due to the fact of someone being addicted or someone cheating. It is mostly due to emotional divorces now. So the most four common reasons, the number one reason, which was 47% of people chose this was the lack of love or intimacy. So that goes a lot with what you're saying. And then the next one was 44% was communication problems. And then at 34% said lack of sympathy or respect or trust. And 32% said growing apart. So basically that just goes with everything you just said. Like as women, we will accept things, we'll get into relationships and most of us, some of us will even get into marriages. And then once we get into these situations, we are like, I don't know what happened. We grew apart. I'm not being heard out. And it allows all these insecurities to come in. So now most of our divorces are due to not being pleased or not being satisfied emotionally versus um, something actually happening in the marriage or a reason to leave the marriage. But mostly it's because emotionally we are not being happy anymore, which is crazy. Because you wouldn't think that that's why most people are getting divorced. Now, you would think that there's a purpose or a reason why people get divorces. So basically, everything boils down to our insecurities on the inside of why we choose the situations that we're in and what we will accept. And once we have made a choice and we get married to these people, now we're like, it's time to let go. Mm. It's time to go. Sheesh, I'm shocked finances weren't on that list. I thought for sure that would have been number one. I think at one point in time, it may have been number one. And it was. And like, that's what they were saying. Basically, back in the day, the generations, you know, it had a lot to do with those different things. There's more things that you would see commonly was, you know, either addiction, someone was addicted, um, finances or cheating. But now it's everything they said based in this generation is based off emotions. But to me, and this is just my point of view of, why do I have to, like, yes, I want you to be happy, but I should be happy too. So I need to make myself happy. Then I can work on making you happy. Correct or not? Correct. Correct. I would agree. Yeah. yeah. So to me, a lot of this is 
entitlement. I don't need to be responsible for your happiness. I want you to be happy, but you need to work on your happiness. You can't depend on me to make you happy. You need to be happy first, then we can be happy together. I agree. Two happy people make happy couple. Mm-hmm. I agree. Do you guys agree with that? Yes, you of have course. To separately, be happy, absolutely. Yeah, but that's what, like, almost like Charmaine said, that's knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. So, as women, when we know who we are in Christ, we know what we want and what we desire. Like me being a single woman, I know what I want and what I desire. I'm not gonna go out there and just date many people. That's why many people get on me because I won't get on the, you know, online websites. It's, I, listen, I'm old fashioned. I believe in true love. I feel like when God sends a man, he he gonna know that I'm his and I'm. I'm gonna know that that's my husband when I see him. So I think it just really knowing who you are. Once I know who I am and I'm happy with myself, then I know that I can make someone else happy. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where we get so lost with relationships, even friendships, anything that there is because- Any type of relationship. Any type of relationship. Because nowadays people don't think that, you know, they think friends can make them happy. They think any type of relationship can make them happy. And it just brings a whole bunch of emotional baggage that you didn't even want in your life. And it gets you so much farther than where you really want to be. So I want you to know who you are in Christ and establish who you are. And you know, even if you're not a believer, Knowing who you are within yourself, know what you love, know what your desires are, know what you are willing to accept in a relationship. Don't accept something that's not within those guidelines. Mm-hmm. And like Charmaine saying, within the first five conversation, five conversations that you have with a person, you should be able to, if you can't identify none of those in that conversation, why continue the conversation? Not just because somebody looks good or you feel like they're going to come around to it. That is the worst type of love to fall in love with. It's a love that you think of someone, what they can become. Exactly. And I think that's what's wrong with our generation. We have so many people in relationships that believe that. I can change them. I can change them. And that's, and I hate, and even as Christians, I hate when I hear other Christians say that, like, it's all right if he's not a Christian, I can, I don't want nobody that I want. I want you to be secure in who you are in Christ. And I me too, because the authority and position that I have in Christ, if I'm trying to convince you of who Christ is, that's just going to knock me off of what I'm trying to get to you slowing my momentum down. Mm -hmm. And we don't see it that way. You know, it's too many people trying to fall in love with the potential of who someone can become. And that is the most dangerous love that most people fall into. And I think our generation is like sucked into it so bad. Antoine, so coming from a male point of view, Mm. what is it? Maybe you could lay it out a little bit. I mean, I know every situation is different and everybody is not the same, but just coming from a male perspective, Tell me about the first time you and Talia met and what was it that as a man um, solidified for you that, yes, this is my wife. This is who I want to make my wife. This is who I want to spend the rest of my life with. What series of events or or what happened to 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 make you know that? But start by telling us how you guys met. Well, it's it's kind of funny how we first met because we was in band together and Bangies. we we knew each other for like four years, but I never thought that I would be with her and everything. We met freshman year. She played clarinet. I played saxophone. We knew each other, but we just we was cool, but we never was together together. And so throughout the years, I always used to like say these jokes. I'm not gonna lie; those kind of inappropriate jokes to make her laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I just always tell these jokes to her, and then. When it, uh, and senior year, she wasn't in band, but I was still in band. I was like, you know, you're not in band no more. We should hang out. 
you know, we hang, we can hang out and everything. She said, oh yeah, I know. I'm in nursing school right now and everything. Nursing is a it's a, it's a pretty hectic program, you know. It's a very a lot of um as far as the nursing program. So she basically said, okay, when I when I get ready to graduate and nursing program almost done, I'm gonna hit you up and everything. And my mom's like, yeah, right. She's not gonna hit me up and everything. So comes down to uh, I guess like the last two months of school, I get a phone call and it's like, hey, what's up? I was like, who is this? You know, it's Talia. I, I, I had to look at her number because I didn't think she would never hit me up and everything. So she finally hit me up and everything, and we and we hung out, and then we kept on hanging out and hanging out more and hanging out more. And it's kind of funny because I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't in a relationship since my freshman year. So I've been like single freshman year all the way up to what well, middle of freshman year all the way up to senior year. So I kept on praying to God. No, God, send me someone, please, because I'm, I'm tired of myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you had got to the point where you knew who you was and you was ready for a relationship. Yeah, I was like, I'm tired of being myself. So when you asked her to hang out, did you already have, like, intention? Like, did you already have it in your mind that you liked her in a in like a romantic way no i just i just wanted to like hang out as friends you know getting to know her more and everything and then like i said i never i never thought she was actually gonna call me and then say okay i'm gonna keep my promise you know that's the thing that that shocked me was like oh she actually did call at the end of senior year and everything and so so were you were you sorry to interrupt but during that time you said you were tired of being by yourself Mm. So were you like handing out hangout invitations to everyone? <laughs> 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 or was it like, I, I you know would, what I mean? I wouldn't say I was I was hand out hanging out invitations, but I was I was saying I wish I had someone to hang out with. You guys put it on Facebook and everything and whatnot, and then Aww. people hit me up. But I was like, I wasn't really interested in hanging out with those some of the people that, that hit me up. So you was looking for a particular, a particular, oh lord, a particular. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you was looking for a certain person. Yeah, we gonna change much. it up. There yeah, we yeah. go. I was looking for a certain person, and so it, that certain person was just her. It was. <laughs> Everyone else that hit me up, I wasn't really like. Oh, I don't really hang out with this person. I don't care to hang out with them. But with her, it's like, oh, okay, she actually hit me up. And then after I kept on telling her, because everyone knows, I said, it was an open invite, you know. With her, <laughs> I told her specifically, let's hang out and everything. So that, the fact that she actually accepted the invitation, I was like, okay, this, okay, let's let's hang out. Let's be was friends. Was you nervous that first time? Kind of, you know. And then it, it, I, um, it, I was a little bit nervous, but then after a while, like, I felt like I already knew her. So I was open up and being myself the whole entire time. And then... It led to one thing and then one thing. We got in a relationship and now we married. Like I said, I never, my freshman year, I didn't know that was going to be the one I married. You know, I was always looking around with her saying these things, but who would have thought that? You know, and then. So your jokes were aligned, like leaning towards the way that you you were going to marry her? Were they like jokes like that or were they like no, even said more? Dirty like, jokes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm about to ask what to tell you what the joke was. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah, those kind of inappropriate. Those kind of dirty jokes. Not gonna, not gonna front. But so was it, was it a particular event or series of events that led up to you saying, "Wait a minute, I think I might want to actually spend the rest of my life with this person." I want to say, no, it wasn't like one particular event. It was just kind of like. They all kind of merged into one after we started hanging out more and dating and more. And it's like, okay, I could actually see my my life with her and everything, you know. And then, oh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a one particular bit. Like, okay, this is the one. Just like it just slowly gained more feelings, more feelings, more feelings, and then, yeah. 
That is well, so nice. That is just so sweet. Be a positive <laughs> to the negative. <laughs> now back to these heathens at the park. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have any bad relationships? I did I want we just got to pick your mind. You're the Did you ever have here. somebody that tried to change you? <laughs> you know I, mean? I didn't. I want to say I had like a, a a terrible relationship. It was just things that didn't work out. It wasn't like, oh, my God, she was cheating on me. She was doing mm. this and everything. Mm. It was nothing like that. Just, just grew apart. Just grew apart and it didn't, never worked. You got them mm. simple relationships. Mm. Right. Anybody had like a Nobody relationship that was just like blowing black. up no cars? Or- <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what kind of relationships were you in, Charmaine? <laughs> well, I kind of now that I think about it, this was kind of after the relationship. Um, this is like in eleventh grade, like eleventh grade. Yeah, <laughs> it was high school love. So we broke up and everything, but we continued. We continued to talk and. We continue to do things we wasn't supposed to be doing, and I thought, okay, maybe she'll, you know, take me back and everything. But no, she just kept getting the, I guess, friends with the things that she wanted, <laughs> the things that she wanted. Friends with benefits. Yeah. Okay. And we then, got it. Brother I guess she was kind of like leading me on, and I was like, Aww. so. That, that was an active relationship, though. I know. She took advantage of your niceness. But I was a fool, though, to keep on going on with it. Uh, you right. <laughs> We wouldn't go tell you that, but we would just go let you have it. Yeah, but no, everything after that though, we, after that whole thing, we, everything is cool between. Like I, I have no problems, with, you know, my exes really. Like we, we real cordial, real cool, and everything. It's not like I hate her guts and everything. Nah, no, it's like we, I'm cool with all my exes. Now I don't go out my way to speak to them and everything unless they use my services for photography and everything, which I've done that before. But he said my services. I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> my photography services. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I'm cool with all my exes. Because I think it's such the norm now. Like, when Craziness. you hear their backstories of these relationships, even the ones that last 20 plus years, like, I just feel like a lot of it, the, the infrastructure of it is just somebody trying to change somebody, somebody trying to mold somebody, you know, women raising somebody else's sons, and you know. I just, songs it's so common yeah. now. You know what I mean? But, and it's scary because if I had to to do that and 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 knowing what I know now about those kinds of things, I would never, you know, volunteer myself as tribute for something like that. You know what I mean? Because that's basically what you're doing. You're mm-hmm. you're you're basing your life around uh developing another person and that is a well, I think too it comes with so many insecurities. I think we come keep coming back to this word, but in relationships, like as far as social media plays such a big part in relationships nowadays. I hate that crap. Um, like people want to be, like I don't know what people believe. Like I feel like if you're married in any type of relation, I feel like especially if you're married, your spouse should at least know what your passwords are. It should never be a problem where they should never know how to get into your account or your information or even your cell phone, but because so many people are so guarded now, you'd be surprised, uh, like even in my marriage, I was not allowed to know his, the lock to his phone. Um, I wasn't allowed to be in his Facebook. Like I didn't know any of that. So that causes a lot of insecurity in a relationship when you're like, so what do you have to hide? Right. 
Sure. Especially when you're an open book. Like, you right. can have my phone, run with it, talk with it, do whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. So I think in our generation is such a big insecurity when it comes to those things. So that makes you think, like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah, I, I like definitely that. have Willie's um, password yeah. to all accounts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have all and the And vice codes. versa. It's, bo- it's both ways. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I know he can pick up my phone and... Correct. And look For right mutual in it. Respect. And, and yeah. right. I wouldn't even care. For sure. He wouldn't even care. No. no. Yeah. yeah. And he'll he'll look. I'm not gonna. I'll just say it. he'll look and he'll be like, well, "Who's this?" And I and I'll explain who it is because I do have um, patients' phone numbers on my mm-hmm. phone. So and he if he sees someone new and if it's a guy, he's definitely gonna be like, "Who's this?" And I'll just mm-hmm. explain this is what's going on. And he'll be like, okay, but that's mm-hmm. mutual trust. Mm-hmm. We had to build that mutual trust mm-hmm. within 27 years because we met super, super young. And we had, I always say we grew up with each other. He was a little older than me, but we were still teenagers. And um, we had to grow into who we are now. And there was a lot of bumps and a lot of um, roller coaster rides. Some good, some bad, some, you know, but we decided early on that we were going to fight all the way through. We weren't going to leave each other. And you know what? In the end, we're super, I mean, not the end, but right now, 27 years later, we're super happy. We're, you know, we're together. And it takes a lot of work. And these, and the younger generations now do not want to work for this. No. No, they don't want to work for this. Yeah. They want to see what they see Definitely. on Facebook. The, the relationship goes. Yeah. yeah. And, and the Facebook love and your real love is two different types oh, of love. Because exactly. I have yeah. a, I have a couple friends that they pictures are amazing on Facebook. They look like the happiest couple ever. And if you know them from that, you hang out with them every weekend or, you know, you know, you've known them forever. They're the most unhappiest, most, you know, unstable um, Mm -hmm. couple ever. And then you see them with these pictures online. And I'll be honest, Willie hates to take pictures. So you rarely see pictures of me and Willie online. And we rarely put I rarely put anything on Facebook, you know, regarding me or him. Happy birthdays, yes. Happy birthday, babe, or happy anniversary. But other than that, I, that put. I don't think your relationship is supposed to be public. No, it shouldn't. On Facebook. It and that's shouldn't what the be. Problem is. To put on the show. That's what. It yeah. Is. What are you trying to prove? But not even that. It'd be the good and the bad on Facebook. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. That's why we don't need to be on it when we be fasting because you know it'd be the drama. You be on there just something. I ain't gonna lie. I be reading people drama. Uh, yes. <laughs> like I ain't gonna lie. I be reading people drama. You know everything that's going on in their house. But then you sit back. I and I be saying to myself like, dang, why would you put all that information on Facebook? Mm-hmm. But I do be reading it. I mean, I if you are gonna put it out there for us, I'm gonna read it. It's like a TV yes. show. Yeah, it's like a TV show on Facebook. I have this one couple. I I I I love them to death, and um, you know, they're they're my family. But at the same time, I didn't really know them. I just started to getting to know them. But the girl puts everything on Facebook. So when she's fighting with her boo, whenever she. Um, she has something to say or um, like get she trouble wants... now, Lou. They gonna hear that you talking about. It's all right. <laughs> um, they literally like everything goes on. Fa- like at one point I, I had to call her and be like, are you OK? Because what you put on Facebook is just like, oh, you know, social media in general. Like people are going to read it and going to be like, is this girl going through something like does she need help? This... Because you're writing these things every that time. That's so is it the attention, attention that yeah. you're getting? Mm-hmm. But then. 20 minutes later, you have your picture up with your boo, yeah. all happy and loving. So silly. Oh. But So I'm confused of what you're trying to put out there. 
I be confused, but I shall be reading the gossip to see what's. Oh, 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 man! What happened today? <laughs> like, I and you know, it is funny you say it's like a show, Antoine, because it really is. You it could is. be on Facebook and lose time. It'd be like you a whole know. hour after you'd have been on there. Yeah, and I feel like yeah. it's like. I feel like people that do stuff like that, like put their relationship, I mean, nothing wrong putting your relationship all out there, but it's like, I feel like people are trying to prove something. Right. Like, yeah. look, we're happy. Yeah. It's okay, look at us and everything. Yeah. But next thing you know, they, they fighting and everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are, you, what are you trying to prove? Like, you trying to follow, you trying to follow the trend of relationship goals and everything and whatnot. So it's like, that, that's, that bothers me a lot. And they don't even, people don't know the back history between the relationship goals or whatever it be. Yeah. But you see the relationship goals just be the same outfit. It don't never be nothing that is something progressing or careers mm-hmm. or anything. It just be that they got the same outfit exactly. on and that's relationship goals. Yeah. But I guess that's what it came to our generation nowadays. Right. It's crazy. I, I, I post stuff on Facebook, but it's not, like I've never... I think I've had my Facebook since like 2009 and I've never ever disrespected my husband on social media. I would never give anybody that kind of satisfaction to get an open window into my relationship. Mm-hmm. They have no right. They've put no work into it. So mm-hmm. why would I ever give them that privilege, you know? And, and that's when you call the sharks are going to start circling around mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they see you have such a good man or, you know, have that that he treats you good and he does things for you and mm-hmm. you know you put in that work and then that one argument that you put on Facebook or oh, he's gonna be like oh they're about to get broken up mm-hmm. let me start heading that way and start mm-hmm. being nice mm-hmm. you know and it's true people mm-hmm. girls are out there looking sure. and seeing they are envious of what you That's have or that other part I mean girl, girls yeah. and yeah, yeah yeah vice versa I mean men also do the same thing they'll be like oh he's having trouble with her let me try to get her Yep. Sometimes people don't be knowing it'd be your own friend sometimes. No, that, yep. that was and family members. Yeah, yeah sure. True. Definitely family it's members. True. Definitely What's going um, on? friends. What y'all got going on over and there? And it'd be the, yeah. the one person you'd be like, she would never do that to me. And She'd be the one, one, you know? For yeah. sure. That one person. So it's it's kinda hard. That's why I've always my mom always and this is an advice that she always gave me. Don't bring anyone, don't bring women around your man. She always said that to me and she was like, and watch everything, always pay attention. And whatever your gut tells you is happening. I, that whole don't bring women around your man. No, I mean at home, like, you to mean me, like, like if you, if you're in with if, you, yeah, like, or? like, you know, when a friend needs a place to stay, yeah. no, you're not staying at my house. I don't, I don't have I've time. I've done it that. before and nothing I, came of it, but no, um, I wouldn't, I don't know. It was just an annoying situation, but. The person never like went after my man or anything like that, but yeah, that whole having people living with you thing, I have no. a big problem with that. Like, I don't like to share space. Yeah. That also gives somebody a, a, a one way ticket into your life, life yeah. into yeah. the middle I mean, of your I, relationship. We have friends. Um, we deal with a lot of cu- a couple friends and stuff, and you know, of course, I have my new friends. Um, but literally, I have a very small circle, and I've always had a small circle. And that's what that's what we've always kept it that way. And there's times when we we look at each other, and be like, we really don't have friends because right. sometimes like we're we're sitting at home like, do you want to play pool? Do you want to play pool? And Aww. then we're, we're looking at each other like, I guess we're gonna play pool together. Like, life, right? yeah, this is our life. And then we'll be like, oh, we want to go out, but then we don't want to go out like alone. Alone. So he's <laughs> like, oh, do we really need? I'm like, it is what it is. Yeah. But we grew into that. Like that's just the way it's been. When we had a plethora of friends in New York. 
it didn't work out. It was messy. There was too many people and too many things and too many people's business. Mm -hmm. And we refused for that to happen here. I agree with that. As long as you learn, that's always grow. I welcome my friends around. Come, please. Hi. Suffer with me. Suffer. Come around, please. <laughs> Any kind of adult interaction because when you're dealing with kids all day and like, I mean, I work, but still, you know, it's tough just being around the kids and, mm-hmm. you know, your spouse. Sometimes you need other adult interaction, interaction for sure. And, you know, I hate to hear women say, I don't have no female friends because females are too messy. I only have guy friends and ugh, just be quiet i i feel like as women those are we women yearn for right exactly absolutely i feel like because like me i yearn to have female relationships i i need friends i need women that i can be around when i need to relax relate and release you know what i mean like i i need that in my life like i don't know where i would be without it you know, and if speak if you get the right friends, they're always going to speak life into every positive situation that yes. you have going on. Yeah. And you can kind of determine, you know, you could kind of weed out the bad seeds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just based on that alone, I think. So. There you go, Danny. <laughs> Join us. To the people. <laughs> Just say hey. <laughs> so what is your big... So Antoine, is it the same for a man? Like you guys, you guys want to be around other men, or is it like okay so. to be stuck in the house with your wife and be tucked All away day, every day? Well, the thing with me is, um, I have a bad habit of not getting back to people, so like I barely have any friends really. <laughs> not saying that, actually, but you know, some people say, "Oh, I don't have no friends." This is how I roll. No, I don't say that as a compliment. I say that as. I need to get back to people. I need to get back to people, and then people hit me up and everything. So I do wish I could hang out with more male friends and everything, just to play video games or play basketball or just do things like that. Because so, do men really talk mess like women do? When y'all get I think we're worse. I think we're way worse. Women are worse. Things that guys like to do. We talk about video games, sports, comics. Well, just Nourish so them. you know, that's not what we talk about. Well, some, well, some, <laughs> now, some guys can no. be messy, but I don't really talk. You don't like them. those type of. Oh, okay, no. so you don't be around the messy. People. No, I, I talk. We talk about every time. I do so talk, when you want to complain about your spells or like you got you an to issue, vent. you what need to vent. Do? Who? Do, what do you do? I talk to myself or God. You ain't trying to have nothing come back at all. <laughs> I, I either do that or I just I play a video game and let off some steam and everything. So. Kill some people I in a video know. game? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> you know, I definitely love When women and me are like, having a bad time, I'll be like, I'm going to go read a book. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go watch TV. <laughs> and we go to two separate rooms. But you know what? At the end of the I'm day, I'm going to go read a book. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I think I'll be talking too much. Right. I don't know what you, I'll be what you ripping them pages, <laughs> turning them. Like, <laughs> <"Right."> <laughs> be licking your finger like they used to. Let me get across this book. Like, oh uh, yeah, I'll be too. I'll be an angry book Poor reader. Book. <laughs> I'll just get start hitting them. <laughs> Beating it up. He literally, we go, I go in one room, we go to the other. But at the end of the night, we always made a promise we do not go to sleep angry. We'll say whatever, like, we could wake up angry, 
But we'll be like, I love you, babe. I love you too. And yeah, well, the, well, I love you is inevitable. Yeah, I think, like, I love you. I no love matter you. how mad or angry we've been at each other, if, if, if it's like an unspoken rule. If I say I love you, you better say I love you back. I don't care be, how mad you are. Two seconds with y'all, Charmaine. Yeah. <laughs> y'all, y'all go head to head, and the next thing you know, Charmaine and them best friends. Yo, honey, did I tell you? Uh, like that, it just happened. You be sitting there like, did this just happen, or am I just watching a movie? He just set his wardrobe on fire. The smoke is still coming out of the. Yeah, yeah. Y'all, y'all be confusing me. I don't be knowing what's going on. Like. So All good. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, we normal. We about to find out what we eat for dinner. Okay. Right. I understand exactly. now. I understand what's going on. All right. Jamie, what are your thoughts? I don't know what the uh, the topic is. I just got invited in. <laughs> We're talking about relationships and oh. insecurities and relationships. You don't want my thoughts. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yes, Damn. we do. That's why you have a microphone. So now we are opening up the chapter of an angry black woman. <laughs> Not angry. God help deliver me from that. I was never angry. She's been delivered. We kind of strayed away from the topic, but we were talking about like being respectful in an open setting, like maybe in a party setting. In a party paying like if your spouse were to pay other women attention at a party without showing you any attention. Like, how do you yeah, look at that? How do you view that? Or how would you react to that? Oh, I'm not going to say nothing then, but as soon as we get in the car, it might be a whole different, you know, vibe. I'm going to act like a lady in, in public. <laughs> Behind closed doors, you're going to know how I feel. It's, it's just a respect thing. Like, a little bit closer. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a respect thing, I I guess. I don't, I don't know, but... Nowadays, when you say relationships, it's very, very, very hard, especially in the the dating world now, because everybody, it's more, no one wants to communicate. Everybody hides behind the internet. They hide, you know, it's hard. They hide behind text messaging. Nobody wants to talk. So it just depends on what type of relationship. Yeah, we talk about people not being honest. Yeah, and and people can live whole different, you know, have a whole different life and then have you thinking one thing. It's crazy. It's not like nowadays, especially I was, you know, married. I was with someone for 11 and a half years. And then to come out onto the dating world was like, whoa, what is this? Because back then, you know, we had cell phones, but we didn't have the the, as high tech, you know, cell phones as it is now. So it's very... It's a, charge, you yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> or you have to wait till seven o'clock <laughs> when the minutes are free. Yeah, so, so it's very, very, very different now. So, quick question: mm-hmm. How many conversations does it take for you to know if you're interested in someone and someone's interested in you? Most for me, interested in you. For me, honestly, when someone approaches me, I go off of the way they approach me. How they approach you, meaning you may get a hey sexy. No, that's that's not how you address me. Right. Or, you know, if you're hello, how are you? How was your day? You know what I'm saying? If you're asking questions, open ended questions for me to answer you back. But those basic hey sexy or that that's not me. I'm a grown woman. I'm not a little girl. You know. I think it's I think it's going it's harder for um 
I mean, let correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's harder for women to judge what the man intention is because some guys could play a real good game. Right. You yeah. Know, they could play a real good game and say a lot of things you want to hear. Exactly. And they get in a relationship and it's like and and that's another thing yeah that's another thing i've learned like people ask you well what do you want in a relationship i learned you don't tell what you want in a relationship because you're giving them all of the information they want to know so all they're going to do is take it and use it use it towards you right so that's something i have learned so i'm like when they ask me that i'm like well you know what what do you want you turn it back on them sound like a whole lot of prayer needs to go into this relationship thing because <laughs> yeah you don't know what you're walking into <laughs> in the dating world you and i've, I've learned too like with dating you know i've tried to you know not necessarily read books and educate myself but just looking at different things and nowadays you have to ask people about their past because yeah. their future may you know their right now may be great but they may, may still be dealing with demons from when they were a child Mm. So you, sometimes I take it deeper. Yeah, that's, yeah, that goes yeah. back to insecurities. So I try to. I go deep. Some of them I think I go too deep for, and, we, and, and then they just stop. Problem. Yeah, <laughs> they just stop texting and calling. But that, that's how you have to do it now. That's the only way you're going to get to know people. For me, that's what I've learned. So it's how do you, how can you tell? This was um a question they asked earlier. How can you tell if uh, let's say you had a a, a gathering? And you see your significant other spending way too much time with one particular woman and whatnot. Like, what are the signs that's that's telling you that, okay, are they just talking or are, is there flirtation involved as well? I think body language plays a lot into yep. it, too. So we said, yeah. I would look at the body language. It could be someone that he's known for years, but if, if it's a flirtatious body language or the eye contact, the way they're looking at each other, mm-hmm. you can go based off of that. Yeah. For the, most of the time. Sometimes people are real good. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Everything ties in. Like the, the scariest part about it all is just the fact that you start to lose faith in humanity, period, mm-hmm. when you're dating nowadays. I think people lie so much. You just, where are the people who are willing to just tell the truth and just be honest? That's you know, it's so much mm-hmm. easier to just tell the truth you know, for every lie you tell, you have to tell 20 more to cover that one lie up. And I just feel like it's the norm now. And it's almost like men, and I hate to just say men, but I just feel like men- We are getting on y'all in they, I don't know what their fear is in telling the truth. I mean, clearly lying has gotten you nowhere good. Everybody but tries I mean, to women have- too. And a lot yeah, of women it's that, that it's definitely that goes vice lying. versa because women definitely lie. I think everybody tries to be like picture perfect and and it's it's hard. You can't you can't have what someone else has. So lying and trying to make yourself seem like something that you're not just to think if that person wants you based off of what you have or something like that, then it's it's not there. And and a lot of lies. I don't know. I've learned a lot of people lie about things that they have. I think it has to do too with a lot of people's perception of love. Yeah. Like how they see love and what they believe love is. Mm-hmm. So like even like we're all Christians. Even so if it's I, the love, way that we, it could be lust and they're thinking it's love. But that's what I'm saying. Like we're all Christians. So the way that we're going to see love is okay. When we think of marriage or any type of relationship. Well, when we think of relationship, we're thinking of the long shot. We're seeking marriage. 
So if you're a single person, you're automatically, you know, that's what you're looking for. That's what you're, the ultimate goal is marriage. And when we think of that, how Christ tells us to love our spouse or what to do in it is always how Christ loved the church. So our love is so much deeper than what this generation has. The offer, worldly love. Uh, the worldly loves, you know, like you said, it has more to do with lust or what you look like or um, your desires, different things, which I feel like when, once you understand the love of Christ, you know, those things will just fall into place in your mm -hmm. marriage because that to me, that all goes hand in hand with communication. You will not know what your mate likes or how your mate feels if you never communicate. So if that door is not open automatically in the beginning, then, you know, how can you experience or know? And through times, I think um, we went to, we had a conference, our church did one year and the bishop and them of the conference, he said something that was very, um, I think a lot of people don't think about in relationships. Him and his wife have been together for so many years and he just thought she still liked the same kind of soda. So he kept buying that same kind of soda, <laughs> not knowing. And then finally he seen that the cases were just sitting there that she wasn't drinking it. So he finally went to her and asked her, do you not like that? And she said, no, I like Pepsi now. <laughs> so it was like, he was like, he never took the time to go back to her and really ask her what she liked. So I think communication, sometimes we just get in our mind, okay, they like this. We're just going to think that over 20 something years, that's going to still be the very thing that she likes or he likes. Right. Like we don't think, okay, we got to recheck in with them or keep it fresh. And I think so many times when you date someone, you know, you date them, you court them, you do everything to get to know them. But once you know you got them, you're married, you forget about that whole courting part. Yeah. It's not about dating them no more. It's now we're just going to get complacent. Right. You get complacent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You still have to date your wife. For you sure. You still have to date your husband. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And our generation don't see it like that no. because it's not communicated. And that's when they say, the, uh, it's too hard. I can't do this no more. I need a divorce. That's one thing I always say too. Don't be nice to me now and then switch up later. What you do now, you need to continue to do do because it's the honest truth but this is how you're getting me now come on now i'm the same thing i'm doing i'm gonna do it to keep you so and see a lot of women's emotions go based off of a man's actions mm -hmm. so the way that you treat her and do that that's how she's gonna react to you if you think she's being mean or grumpy it's because of the actions that you are giving to her that is causing her to be that way or vice versa yeah yeah it's the mm -hmm. same thing like, I'm not going to just be mean or angry, but you, it might have been something you forgot. And then we just didn't communicate about it at all. And you, you should have opened up to I've learned you got to open yeah. up and say it. You can't think they, they remember. And, and that's you a big problem, too. We will automatically think that they know yeah. what we're feeling or our emotion is. No, we got to communicate it. I know I'm bad for it. Like, I'll just hold it. Oh, you get on my nerves. Yeah. But, you know, instead of just saying, like, you really offended me when you said that. Or I asked you to do this. Did you forget um, what happened? But you know, You'd be mad for like it. two weeks and they'd be like, well, what? <laughs> what, what are you mad? What did I do? <laughs> you told me you was going to take me here and you didn't. And you're like, well, why didn't you say something? I'd be, be tired sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's, say, let's say that my shoes are in a spot that she don't want to be. Like, like she'll tell me to move it, but I forget about it. It'll be two days later and like, I'm like, why are you, why are you upset? <laughs> and I told you to move those shoes. Oh, just tell me again. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, but again, I do the exact same thing too. So. Right. It's like sometimes we just forget to communicate the little things and then we don't think the little things matter. But sometimes you stress over the bigger yes. things more than the little things. Yes. And then it ends up being so much more than that. That just really happened is. to me yesterday. So little things, though, so I was like, just tell me, like, what did I do? Like, he goes, did you, did you? And I was like, did I what? 
like finish the sentence. Like, what did I do? And then I thought about it. And I was like, what did he ask me to do? What did he ask me to do? I kept repeating it myself. <laughs> <laughs> because now he's sitting there and I'm like, the and he wouldn't. And, killing me. <laughs> yo, and I'm over here like, um, sir, are you not going to tell me? <laughs> he's like, no, forget about it. Aww, and I was like, come on. I was like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> right. You can't do it. So literally, I'm sitting, like, I, I climbed on his lap, and I was like, please tell me. <laughs> I was like, I hate when, I hate when we're, like, I, I hate conflict, number one. But, like, if you tell me something, I'm quick to forget. So you really have to do yeah. remind me. So, and I walked by the washing machine, and I said, oh. So I hear the washing machine going, and I was like, was I supposed to do that? <laughs> And it was because I didn't put the towels in to wash when I said I was going to do it. But I'm like, dude, like you have hands. But then I was like, my bad. I did say I was going to do it. I apologize. And then he was like, okay. And we left it as that. I like that you do have hands. Yeah. Right. yeah that, like, that's no. what we be thinking. I'm like, you have hands. You could do it. But no, he did say, he was like, hey, can you wash towels? And I said, absolutely. Give me a minute. But if I'm reading, sometimes he ha- I focus so much on the book that I don't. So it's really that select. Hearing. I, I, yeah, select hearing, but I said yes. <laughs> but I said yes to it. So it was my bad. But then I was like, okay. Because um, if he would have said, Lou, I got a thousand dollars for you. I would have heard that. You would have <laughs> heard that. I would have heard select that. Hearing. But I heard him when he said, he said, he said, wash the towels. And I said, absolutely. I said, I was finishing up chap, uh, chapter and I was like, let me finish this chapter. But you honestly forgot. But I honestly forgot because the chapter kept getting better and better. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, ah, oh. and then, but when I noticed that I, it was my bad, I absolutely go and apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know, but what I'll do is when we, I, I'll put them in the dryer and I'll fold them. And he was like, okay. But I made sure that I got up and put them in the dryer and I folded them and I continue washing clothes. So he got in a better mood, but it was just like, just one little thing. But it was the whole key thing that she said. Is that I didn't, you admit it when you were wrong. I was wrong. How many of us actually admit when we wrong? We're going to let the night go by. We still ain't going to say it. it. may be a month later than you finally go back and be like, yeah, I'm sorry now after you may joke about it. But sometimes no. you may not even go back and say you're wrong. Because I don't that, think nobody yeah. likes to admit that they're that wrong. that one little yeah, thing could have like, ruined huh? our night Surprise. or ruined yeah. Our, yeah. our weekend. Like, If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm going to tell you if I'm wrong. And he does, and he's, and he's pretty good with saying the same thing. Like, if I tell him to do something, I'll be like, hey, don't forget to take out the garbage. And the garbage still there the next day. I'm like, dude, I'm like, the garbage is still there. And he'll tell me, he goes, why do, am I the only one that takes out the garbage? And I'm like, well, that's your job. Yeah, <laughs> I don't and touch garbage in like, my house. I, I, I clean. Mm-hmm. I'll clean. Mm-hmm. All I ask is you do the outside and take out the garbage. Like, right. That should be, we, we work together. Unspoken, yeah. yeah. I don't touch garbage. So Barry and Papa do the garbage. I don't touch garbage. I don't care where it's at in the house. I refuse. I don't care if the garbage is going up to the ceiling. <laughs> I am not. I might take it out then. I think I'll do it. I'll take it out then. I just no. won't. But Demonte takes all that garbage. Yeah. It's yeah. just it just depends. Like we know when someone's <clears throat> wrong, just just communicate it. Yeah, I don't I'll admit do when I'm wrong. the same times where I'll hold it in and be uh, he'll ask me about it. you don't admit when you're wrong. I'll ruin weekends. <laughs> <laughs> holidays. Extended weekends. Bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, benets. No. I will ruin. Yes. You can't I'll say when you're wrong, Charmin. I will ruin. Do you decades. ever admit that you're wrong? I will ruin centuries. <laughs> <laughs> we can stay mad forever. Oh, Lord. I will not admit when I'm wrong. I just won't. 
you be trying to turn we it just, around. We just don't discuss it anymore. Right. If you found, if you've been lucky <laughs> enough, because it is like hitting the lottery. So if you are lucky enough for the Lord to throw you a bone and you figure out that I'm wrong, just be quiet. Let it go. Let it go. Let Don't it go. bring it up. That Don't ain't mention right. it. Just, just, let spirit, just let your spirit settle and know right. you were right. If I'm you want you. peace, because what will happen is you're going to find out I'm wrong. You're going to point it out to me that I was wrong. And then you're going to bring up And I'm going to be mad. Time. That's it. I'm mad. That's it. I'm mad. And I'm mad for a long time. <laughs> now it's on. No. Now no. it's about to go down like Chinatown because you pointed out the fact that I was wrong and you were right that I was wrong. And it's just, no, I get it. I, gloating is bad. Gloating is bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> but to me, sometimes you have to be the bigger person to like right. keep a happy home, keep, right. keep, I mean, I'm not keep saying a happy I'm right. relationship. I'm that that's the way. <laughs> I, I mean, it takes two for now. Yeah. But I will eventually be like, all right, you got that one. I'm going to say it like that. Like, you got that one. But, I mean, I can admit when I'm wrong I'm, a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. You're say a little bit. And when I do find out I'm wrong, I'm going to be like, but see, this is what loosely happened. So that's why I automatically assume. <laughs> Try to justify. Yeah, justify I mean. why you found that I was wrong. No, I'm wrong. Like, you want punishment. Like, you don't mind, Trey. I used to flip it around and tell you, like, well, this is that and everything. So if, you would, like, if you would have did right. that. that right. yeah. I, I, I'm good at doing that, which I shouldn't be good at doing that. I'm good at cool. things around and everything. So. Make you feel like you the one that's wrong. Yeah. Have you thinking about it? Like, well, maybe. Did I? <laughs> Questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. Talia always used to say that, um, I should have been a lawyer because I always flip things around to her, which I I'm, I shouldn't do that. But I'm I'm, I'm getting better at it now. Cause I know it, it gets her mad, which I shouldn't be doing in the first place. So I always flip things around and make it seem like she was the wrong one, not mm. me. She so, used that reverse habit. psychology. Yeah, yep. <laughs> reverse super. psychology on her. Yeah, but I, I, I'm slowly stopped doing that because I know it's not right. So mm. not wrong, not wrong. A lot of men tend to do that. Answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we'll let you slide in this um, podcast. <laughs> Y'all numbered. Remember. Yes. But a lot of men tend to turn it around and make it seem like they're the good ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't like the tit for tat, though. Going back to the whole party thing, like, I feel like I'm not going to do something just because you do it. Like, right. I'm not going to do something just because I caught you doing it. Right. Or, you know, because I feel like once it gets that petty, we just need to go our separate ways. Right. Because yeah. this is not going to work. Because like, you're always going to try to one-up each other. Exactly. So what's the point? If you can't forgive and forget it at that moment, it takes it a whole, and that's very important. Exactly. Yeah. We were dis- I was discussing with my cousin earlier today um, because we know a couple who um, had a really bad bout at a time because the husband was cheating on his wife. And um, uh, through it all, the, the, the end result was that they decided to work it out. Um, she went as far as to move the family across the country to get him away from his mistress, this woman that he almost mm-hmm. left her for. And he agreed to go because he was willing to work on his marriage and put his marriage first. And uh, my cousin and I were discussing, because uh, she said that um, she got a glimpse into how the wife would talk to him sometimes. And she was, she she made the comment to the effect of, 
No wonder why he was cheating. Look at the way she talks to him. And, you know, being a married woman, I had to interject because I just felt like, well, you only know about the big stuff. Right. Right. You're on the outside looking Looking in. You only know the big stuff. You only know, you know, the things that people around them are talking about because it's the big stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't negate. Just because he got caught cheating and he's trying to amend the cheating, it doesn't negate all the little things. And, you know, sometimes we have a tendency to think that just because he's doing something big, now can I can ignore all the li- the little stuff wrong that he does. And she said, well, if they agreed to work it out, then she needs to let it go. Because I told her, I said, well, you don't know if she talks to him that way because she's angry or upset or bitter or hurt. I said, because you're on the outside looking in, you don't know all the details. And she said, yeah, but if the two of them agreed to work on the marriage, then she shouldn't talk to him that way because, you know, she should be trying to be better. And I think that's a misconception. I just, I feel like if, if yes, agree to work on it, but work on it properly. Because I think we have a tendency to agree to work on something, but we don't do it properly. And when I say properly, I mean, get help. You know, get help whether it's from a pastor or um, a minister or a professional, get help. Even if it's just for the meantime, even if it's until you feel like you're finally getting it right and you you can take the training wheels off a little bit, Mm -hmm. get help because you can stay all day, yes, we're gonna stay together and we're gonna work on this, but at the end of the day, do you really know what you're working on? Right, you do you know what you're working toward? Right. Correct. Do you know how to get over these humps and right. bumps? Do you know how to not be bitter? Do you know how not to be angry? Do you know how not to keep dredging it up? Do you know how not to let it run your life and run right. your thoughts? And mm-hmm. because, because, you know, that just creates a, a tidal wave of... It adds on to for sure. what's there because you're trying to work something out, but you don't know how... To work it out. Right. You you don't even know how to control your emotions anymore in that kind of situation, I think. You don't you misdirect your anger. You you know what I mean? You 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 turn a subject into something that it doesn't have to be because you you're 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 arguing so it's about like, apples, but yeah. then now you're you cheated on me. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. This this will happen right. That's why because, that's, yeah. and it's like in that sense, that's when you really have to go like if we're gonna do this, we have to clean the slate. Right. Like everything that we've been through, everything that we've been through, we have to literally say we're willing to just, okay, we're starting new. This is a new clean page and we're starting from here to build and move forward. And I think sometimes that's the hardest point. Right. It's realistic it about it. Yeah, it's right being hard, yeah. especially because I knew for myself, once certain things happened in my marriage, then I knew I couldn't go back. So once you have crossed that line, then I knew I could not go back. No matter how much I was willing to work on it or willing to do anything, I knew that I had to separate myself because I would never forgive you for that because you had already crossed that line. Right, because you can't... And that my line is cheating. Once you have brought someone else into the picture, even if we're separated, whatever it may be, once you have brought that person... Look, I was all up for, let's fix it, let's work on it. You're over there. But once I find out you have someone else in the picture, then that was my line. Like, I got to go. Peace. Because it all goes to... um, People say they forgive, and then they bring it back up. And I learned if you forgive, you cannot, you can't bring it back up. Yeah. You, you, right. It doesn't yeah. say you have to forget. 
but you don't throw it back. And that yeah. was something that I always did. Well, you forgave me for it. I did forgive it for it. I did forgive you, and I never brought it back up. But you did it again. You brought it back up when you did it again. Yeah. I never threw it in your face again because I learned, you know, and the Bible says you forgive, but you don't have to forget. And so, because you want God to forgive you for what you've done, so he doesn't bring it back up and throw it in your face. So I never threw it back in your face. But when you go out and you repeat yourself, what am I supposed to do? Walk away. And I think that, you know, before you even get a relation in a relationship with someone, those should be things that you guys should discuss. Right. What is your breaking point? You know, um, because not saying because you should never have an ultimate goal that I don't think anybody goes into marriage saying I'm going to get a divorce. But you should like let it be known that, you know, if you get to this point in the relationship where you feel like you have to step out or you feel like your needs are not being met, please speak about it. Right. So that's that a deal breaker. I know. I, you know what? I tell that's where communication that comes in. That's where communication comes <laughs> yeah. in. If you ever feel that way, you need to let me know. Talk to me. Like, I would, would I be hurt? Absolutely. Would I be angry? Absolutely. But I'd rather you tell me than find out later. Than find out later by somebody else. Yeah. Like, so we can work from here to we fix can work the situation. Out. If we're gonna yeah. we're gonna separate, then we're gonna separate. If we're gonna be together, what's going on that's that's wrong right now that you feeling that you need to do this? Exactly. Right. You know, what is it something that but I need to fix? It, it takes a lot for people to get on those levels to be mm-hmm. able to do that. And I think that's being secure with who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Knowing who you are and what you want in a relationship. Because sometimes some people's deal breaker may not be cheating. You know, they can forget about it, let it go. It could be as simple as make sure my house is clean. Right. If I come in, it's a dirty <laughs> house or the, I don't like this or I don't like yep. that. I don't like the way, I don't like the way you eat. Like, yeah, no. it could be certain things that could be people's <laughs> Listen, breakers. I have a smacking issue. Like, oh. I cannot take it when people smack. <laughs> yes, or even <laughs> snoring. Yeah. You know, well, it could be that. that. You know, certain people, you have Yikes. to really talk about those things. <laughs> Going into a relationship, like, you know, what is something that literally drives you? Because, you know, everybody, you can compromise so much, but there's going to be something you're just not willing to compromise at all. And I think those are discussions that, like she said, if we're texting, I can't really discuss with you how I can feel about this or what is a deal breaker for me. Because, first of all, it's too much to put in a text. Message. I'm just like, <laughs> But, you know, like, you could, uh, what is the text? Uh-uh, talk texting don't even help because she be messing you up sometimes. Yeah, like, it, I mean, it's just, it's, it's so much of a genuine conversation that needs to be had that you can't have over line or through a text message. That will have to be that. You it know, has to be per- personal, face to face. Let me see your face. Your emotion, so I can see how passionate you are yeah. to feel about this. Yeah, like I think that's something. I that's know so I big. take text messages wrong sometimes. I can admit. I'd be like, what? And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, uh, let me call because this don't sound right. Yeah. yeah, and it goes back to what you said, Charmaine, is like accepting something that you know a man that don't want you because now you're compromising so much, mm-hmm. and then you realize that you're in a situation. You may have what four kids later. 10 kids later or six, Ooh, you know, 10, it's, 10, 10, 10, 10 years kids out. I'm going to say, or even two Ooh. or one kid later. And you're mm-hmm. like, this is really not what I'm willing to settle with. I didn't compromise so much, but now I, it seems like when Some people get comfortable too, and they, they're afraid to start over. Yeah. And that, and that's, you know, Some once people, you see you yeah. have these kids, it's like, okay, how do I back out of this? This is really not what I wanted. We have so all this crazy. together and am yeah. I going to walk away? No, nope, they don't want to walk. And away. then you find these people that be together for like 20, 30 years and they're getting divorced and you're like, why? This marriage been over a long time. And you'd be like, a long time? Like, 30 years? I met older couples where once yeah. their kids grew up and went away to college, they're they're just like, we, yeah, we don't have the children that, anymore. Situation like that. Yeah, I, I've had some, I have some patients tell me that, yeah. <laughs> There's a situation just like that. 
Like soon as yeah. soon as this um uh, their daughter graduated high school, he dipped. He dipped out and everything. He got in a relationship almost immediately and everything. It was probably yeah. happening. He was already yeah. happening. Yeah, so they got the divorce. Because their mind is like checked out. Once someone checks out of a relationship, they check out. Mm-hmm. I don't care what no one say. You yeah. will check out of totally a relationship cool. and be there mentally. You will not mm-hmm. have to be there. Yep. And I think that is when they get there, they're going to be gone. Like you yeah. said, it'd be like, it, it would seem like they had their whole life already planned out. And that's and why it goes why. back to something like that. Like you said, you're dating your husbands and your wives because if you're putting all your time into your children and what they got going on and you two are drifting apart, when they leave, you know, you're sitting there like, well, what are we going to do now? That, <laughs> you know, it's too old to have another baby. When, when Joshua graduated high school and even like right before, um, probably like 12th grade, me and Willie used to be like, yo, what are we doing? Like, we didn't know what to do because we was always in sports, mm-hmm. doing stuff with Joshua, getting, making sure Joshua was good. And yes, that's what parents do, but we totally forgot about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And now that, you know, he's out on his own, Josh is doing his own thing. And me and Willie, like, now we go on cruises together, we go on dates, we do. Now we're working on us and we're like, wow, you know, we've been parents for so long and we were young. And now it's like when we're having the fun that we need to have, we were so worried before because at the end of the day, when bills need to be paid, everything needs to be done. You have, you're, you're a teenage parent. Now, you know, we're in our late 30s to early 40s and we're like, now we're having a blast. Now we're getting to know each other more because mm-hmm. we're not revolving around sports, school, mm-hmm. making sure we had to pay this, making sure Joshua's stuff is done. Now it's, oh, what do you want to do this weekend? Let's go have some fun. Let's plan a weekend. Let's go on a cruise. Let's go on a vacation. All my friends who have like young kids and we're the same age, they're like, what are you doing this? They're so mad. (laughs) They are so mad. They'd be like, where are you going? I'm like, yeah, we're going to St. Augustine this weekend. Why? I I don't have a babysitter. I'm sorry. I'm like, but it's like you said, you guys have such a good foundation because some people wouldn't found that way after that. Like she said, they'll just leave or that's good. Y'all had a foundation to be like, you look, came it's to our that time. Point yeah. Where you realize yeah. You let it go. Perfect. Perfect. We yep. either let it go or we're going to work on it. And we decided we do uh, date night once a month. It doesn't have to be weekly, but we do spend a lot of time together. Like on Sundays, I like to read. I already said that. And Willie likes to watch TV. So I kind of on Sundays, like don't pick up. I, I don't pick up a book for like a couple hours. And I make sure that I, a couple hours. Yeah, I heard that right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I make sure that I sit with him and watch whatever show, like whatever show we're looking at. And um, sometimes he'll sit by me and actually like I'll read out loud. And it could be just like a poem I'm reading or whatever. He'll just sit with me and we'll discuss. Mind you, he doesn't read. So I'll just tell him about what I'm reading. <laughs> and he'll sit there and look like he's engaging. He's probably not hearing me. That's selective hearing. <laughs> but, but he's giving you but that he's time. But he's giving me that time to yeah. talk to him. Like, you know, a lot of my friends don't read. He's engaging in what you like. And you're yeah. Engaging engaging, what yeah. Like. yeah. So we're showing interest in what we like. Um, now, if I'll ask him what I said and be like, hey, what do you think about that story? He'll be like, great. but you know what we talk he lets me like vent what i'm reading and that's on sundays we just make sure i mean sunday breakfast like we just try to spend as much time sometimes we include our child i'm not gonna lie (laughs) sometimes we include him but most of the time it's just us two yeah antoine y'all got a little system over there what y'all do what do you mean as far as like you and talia like you'll have a system of like a certain time that you guys put apart for you 
I mean, it, it's coming. It's right, coming. I mean, he's there. Yeah. But... <laughs> What is it? Um, a mommy go, moon? A mommy where they go on vacation. Are you taking her on an elaborate vacation before? Baby? Nah, she don't want to go anywhere. She just want to stay home every mess. I, I don't she blame her. At this point, she <laughs> yeah. want to come home for work and sit down and everything. It just, so. yeah, but did you guys have like a set date for like date night or at least to spend time with each other? Usually, like if you do want to do a date night, we'll kind of like plan it like beginning of the week. Sometimes we forget to do it because we be so caught up in everything else. But usually we plan it and begin the week, and then you kind of go with the flow week by week. So like one week we'll be like, "Hey, you want to go to the movies on Friday? Okay, okay, let's do it. Hey, you want to go somewhere else on this Saturday? And yeah, let's do it." So it's not like a set date, but we do try to at least plan something and whatnot. I'm bad. I don't plan. I'm spared the moment. I'd be like, "Ooh, I want to go to the movies. Hey, do you want to go to the movies or do you want to give me like?" Well, um, <laughs> I'm just a spared the moment person. Charmaine, hmm. y'all got a system over there? We have. No order. <laughs> we have no organization. We have no order. Everything is confusion and chaos. We're still looking forward to getting to Lulu and Willie's point where you just do things with each other. Because from the beginning of time, we've never been able to do things with just each other. It's always been just us. Even when we were planning the wedding, the kids would refer to it as our wedding. <laughs> mom are you working on our wedding again well, mom what are we doing about our wedding you know the kids stayed with us in the honeymoon suite all night we had no privacy <laughs> like it's always the four of us it's never just the two of us when we go out to dinner i mean we can call it a date night but it's like a double date because <laughs> you, got, you got two extra broke yes. besties with you. Yes, the broke besties are right there. And I tell you, my son could be gone for the weekend somewhere, spending the night out with friends and everything. And if he hears that we're Girl, going out to dinner, he will walk yep. home. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, I got two. Of, well, I got one of them. Demonte don't pay me no mind, but Demonte, you going somewhere? Where are we right. going? Well, what are we doing? Have radar. <laughs> they wouldn't miss it. For the world, you we could be, be going, going to Wendy's, right? We right could be going there. somewhere they absolutely hate, but they are going to be right there. My kids are older, but they're still clingy. Like they that, still, that's me and my parents. They're, they're so used to. I guess, I, I guess I'm that child. <laughs> they're so used to us taking them every. My cousin used to always say, "Y'all, the reason why y'all are going to hate each other is because y'all never do nothing alone. It's always the four of y'all everywhere, every time." Like. And you gotta, you gotta just make it just the two of you sometime, but it's hard. You know, it's still so hard to just get away and it be just the two of us. And honestly, it's a lot more peace when it's the four of us. Like, cause I think yeah, are so distracted kids. that, you know, we're so distracted and paying attention to the kids that we don't have time to like argue and back and forth with each other about <laughs> little petty stuff. So. <laughs> I appreciate. I don't the know. Kids we might present. need to uh, give y'all a weekend with just y'all two by oh, yourself. Yeah, that probably wouldn't work out for the best. But I mean, we're good. We're fine. I mean, just when you think you know the tsunami has come upon shore and everything is about to tear down, we're we're still fine. I mean, it's everybody else who thinks we're not fine, but we're perfectly fine. Y'all understand, fine. y'all. Yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's, really that's all exactly. that matters as long as y'all understand. Yeah. Yeah. It just got silent. I know. Relationships, right? Relationships is, is a tough. I don't think anybody's ever an expert. I don't ever think there's 
a black and white. It's always a whole bunch of gray and a whole bunch yeah. of other stuff to it. You know what I mean? Because you got to find out what works for you. Yeah, each yeah. Relationship and we're is all different. different. Yeah. Yes. No, no relationship sure. is the same. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you, you, everything is always going to, everybody's going to have a point of view, but there's really no right or wrong. Really? Mm-hmm. Unless you're just being your wife or being your husband. Yeah. Oh, well, please don't somebody do that. is being completely <laughs> submissive against their will. I think right. that's the only time it works out like that. But Speaking of submissive, I think a lot of people get the, um, the misconception in the Bible where it says, Women's wives be submissive to your husband. It doesn't say vice versa as well. The husband also be mm-hmm. submissive to your... Yeah, well, it's, they have to understand what the scripture is saying. So yeah, the, beginning, the, whole thing, yeah, the right. beginning of the part of the scripture is telling the husband to be submissive unto the... To basically love the wife as Christ loves the church. Mm-hmm. And if anybody understands that, Christ loves us abundantly more than we could ever... There's no way that we can ever repay that. Um, so that's submissive within itself. So basically you're, if your husband is being submissive to Christ and loving you the way that Christ loves the church, it's going to be easy for you to submit to him. And I think that we try to put that scripture into play when it comes with relationships that are not involved in the church, or you just started going back to church and neither you want really understand who Christ is. That's when you see that scripture thrown up. So in a way, some women are crazy to be submissive to a man that is not being submissive to Christ first. And as long as you understand your submission to Christ, being submissive to each other is going to come automatically because both of you guys, when you come out on one accord, you guys are both coming to one mind, one spirit, because you understand that, you know, who Christ is. Mm-hmm. And that's very important to understand that within itself. And I think that's where that misconception comes in so much is a lot of relationships that have nothing to do with Christ. The foundation is not Christ. So you're not going to think of that. So you just thinking, okay, I'm not submitting to that man. or I, mm-hmm. You need to submit to me because that's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And most of the people that are saying it are not being submissive to Christ themselves. Right. So that's, that's right. where a lot of that submission process come that in. That goes back to relationships too. If, if you can, if you have that relationship with Christ, then your relationship with others will fall into place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've learned that the hard way, but I got it now. <laughs> yeah, and, but see, that, and, and that's what like you're saying, most people, even like I said, people that aren't Christians and then they decide to come into the church. Right. And then, you know, you hear that scripture in the pulpit, you go home the next day and you're like, Lulu, you got to be submissive to me now. Like, you haven't even figured out your relationship with Christ. Of course, you should love me abundantly. But once you have learned to submit to Christ, then submitting to you is never going to be an issue. And I think that's where men get it wrong. I don't have no problem being submissive to a man that is submissive to Christ. Because you understand fully how Christ loved the church and how much he gave up his life. Right. You know, we love to quote the scriptures. We love to say it. You know, God gave his only begotten son. But how many of us really understood how much it took to do that? Right. How many of us were actually hanging on a cross for somebody else's sins or something else that somebody else did? So once you really understand that and you grow to love Christ, then I'm not going to have a problem with loving you because I'm not loving. I'm not loving you. I think that's what it is. I'm not loving your flesh. I'm loving the Christ that's in you. Right. right. And that's where people miss that. Yeah, I'm being submissive to the Christ that's in you. I'm being submissive to who you are through Christ. In the same way, you're going to be submissive to me that the Christ that's in me. And I think that's where they take, we think, see it in such a flush and royally way that, you know, we're being submissive to the man, his attitude, his issues, his problem, his insecurities, his, you know, we're being submissive to that. No, that's not what the scripture really is saying at all. We're being submissive to the Christ that's in him. Yeah. And if the Christ is not in him, why am I being submissive to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's that means that I'm in the wrong relationship. Yeah. Yeah. People throw, like you said, people throw that that scripture out and misconstrue it all the time. And yeah, use it to their advantage. Right. Yeah. And you know, and it's sad to see that there's so many relationships that are sitting in the in the Christian churches or any churches at all that when you say it, you will see some faces like, mm, girl, mm, pastor, you better preach a little bit more on that, you know, because that just shows, you know, what really all is going on in y'all relationship that if that just that one saying, and, and women were so guilty of this, that one saying, be submissive unto your husband, you know, that one face or that face, you know, that just shows that you don't see Christ in your husband. Right. And that's the first thing yeah. to come out, you know. And as, about that. that's good, that's and as men, you know, you got to think like, dang, my wife don't see no Christ in me. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you had to say it that Like, <laughs> you know, so that means that you don't see Christ in your relationship. You're not seeing Christ as your foundation. If that's the response when you hear those scriptures, are you reading? You have to question God. Why? Why is this? Why is this? You know, but. It has a lot to say about your foundation and your marriage. That's true. But as women, we be quick. That just makes me think of this. I'm sorry. That we be quick to be like, I want the provider. I want the man that's this. I want the man that's going to bring home the bait. I want to be able to stay at home. But we don't want to be submissive to that man either. Right. So right. you yeah. you got to, women, we got to, you know, choose our battles. Give and take. Right? Yeah. It's a give and take. It's always a give and take. Yep. You got to choose your battles. But, you know, because I'm old school, I don't have no problem. You could be the head because I believe that a man should be the head. Right. I believe that you should be the provider. And I am your helpmate to come behind you and to help you and assist you. Not say that um, I expect everything to come from you. No, but I believe that you should be the provider for the household. And where you, if you're down at this moment, then that's when I step in to take care of you until you get back on your road position as the man of the household and of course i'm going to be submissive to you i'm not going to talk down to you i'm not going to tell you that you're nothing no if i have to carry the weight for a while that's fine that's what my job is as your helper but i think as women you know we want to brag on our men we want to tear them down but then when it comes time for them to step in the role I'll, what i need you for now you ain't wasn't doing it before mm-hmm. you know so it's like we got to choose how we want the roles to be and i'm, I'm old school Yes, he should be the head. He should be the provider. I'm there to be the helper. And I guess that's why it's a hard time finding a man. Because you see so many things on social media and different things. All these women just want someone to, I don't want no one to take care of me. But I want you to know who you are as a man, too. I mean, what is that masculine role there for Mm -hmm. if you're not going to act in it? That's my opinion. Now, I've been seeing this um, debate a lot lately. And it's basically um, saying the main, one of the main questions is, um what is it oh do you go if you're on a date with the husband or wife or girlfriend boyfriend is it 50 50 is it Gosh. one person paid a whole thing like are you guys but, okay that's, that's, i I've seen that, that too and i'm thinking husband and wife in my mind husband and wife we what's mine is yours and what's yeah. yours is mine so whoever pulls whoever out, the out the bank car right the it's coming car, out of the same account on each one, we both have the same account. Right. Whoever so takes it out, they doesn't take really matter. It's coming out the same bank account. Right. I, I think it's more or less along the lines when you're dating. Ah. Uh. So, like, me personally, I'm not the type of person that's gonna ask someone on. I will not ask a man on a date. I that's agree. just that is. I don't know if I'm weird. I, I know this generation. Everybody say you gotta go out there what you want. I won't ask I, a man. I feel on a date. going out there what you want is to a certain extent. 
Yeah, I won't ask a man on a date. You have to show interest in me. I don't care how much interest I may see. You can say I'm missing my opportunity. Oh, well, that means God didn't want that for me. That's how I feel. I don't care. I, would, if, I don't care how interested I may seem into you. I'm not going to approach you until you approach me. So once you have spoken to me and you show interest, then I will speak to you. Um, if you ask me out on a date, then I expect you're paying for it. Of course, I was always taught to take money just in case. Right. I had to get away, get a taxi, and leave the situation. But I was taught the old school way. A man, if he wants to take you on a date, he's supposed to come pick you up from your house. You guys go out to eat. He's supposed to cover it. That's just my personal opinion. Now people say it's trying to get a free meal. No. But that's not me. That's just the but way honestly, I see it. But honestly, too, it goes deeper, too, because, yeah, that's at the beginning. Now, think about it when you may be a year or two in and you guys go out. There's nothing wrong with me taking him out. On oh, yeah. Day. That's what you get but, to know. Each but other. sometimes yeah, people say, yeah, but in the beginning, but sometimes people still take it. Oh, well, if you go out, he should always pay. No, if I got it and I said, hey, always. let's go do this. Yeah. I'm going to I don't have a problem with taking him out and paying for him that one time. But, um, but people Joshua like Salea, I look at them how they do it. I know that. You know, me and Willie have been married too long, so it comes out the same account, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. But looking at them, um, I see when Joshua invites um, Saleh, like, hey, let's go do something, he picks up the bill for everything. And then when I see her, she's like, let's go get Chinese food. I'm in the mood to eat Chinese food. And they go, and even though he takes out his card, she'll be like, no, I'm the one that said it. I should, right. I'm, I'm buying today. Right. And it, it goes, eat, and they've been together about a year. And they and they work like this every time. And I'm and I look at them, I'm proud of them. But I've always taught my son, like, you know, right. you pay, you're the man. This is this is on you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. yeah, see, I don't see nothing wrong with that. If it's like you said, you've been dating and you have established that pattern. Like if I'm gonna offer something, that means I'm paying for it. Mm -hmm. But I think right off the bat, I think to me that as a woman, that's showing a man what you're willing to take. Mm-hmm. So if I sit down at the table with you and we go, oh, we going 50-50 on the check. So that already tells me that you don't have in your mindset that you have any type of way of engaging in me and some type of way of um, providing for me. I agree. I agree. It sets a precedent. Mm -hmm. You're putting a message out there that you're willing to do this nonsense 50-50 thing all the time with these men that they've gotten complacent with. You know, it just seems like the norm now where everything should be 50-50. No, I don't want to be 50-50 with you because if that's the case, I'm going to be 100-100 by myself. You know what I mean? I don't, that 50-50 nonsense, <laughs> no, I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's the way that it should be. I don't, uh, I, I feel like men take advantage of it if you let them. Um, do you mean in the women household take or do you mean in the, like, in the restaurant? In the dating. Are you I'm, saying like as far as in the dating when you're just Initially, now? yeah. Right, I feel right. like you should definitely pull it, put it out there that you're a lady and you should be treated as such. Mm -hmm. You know, I get it. The feminist movement. I felt like it needed to be done. Okay. But in my opinion, you know, I feel like that's why things are so disastrous now. Because we've gotten so far away from what the Bible says, um, how things should be done, that there's all this discourse and this chaos and confusion, and we don't know how to control it anymore because it's out of control, which is what happens when there are no rules, you know? And I just, I just feel like men nowadays don't even know how to be men because they're so hung up on this, oh, it needs to be 50-50, or we need to go Dutch, or... Why'd I you waste my money on you if people. I don't even know that you're the person that I want to be with? Right. That's what dating is for. It's not to necessarily 
you know, if you're not willing to pay for a meal, but like you said, dating is so out of whack because if you actually study the Bible or know anything about the Bible, when you dated someone that was almost like you were, um, they considered it almost like you were already engaged before they asked. Yeah. That's what dating was considered in the Bible. So it wasn't like as we see it today where we may, I'm dating you and I'm dating you at the same time. I'm going to weigh out which one I like more. It wasn't like that. When you started dating someone in the Bible, their it ultimate goal married was married. That was who you right. were marrying. Right. It was the end goal. It wasn't, okay, I didn't like you. Time to hang you back right. up. No, if we're that's, 40 now, yeah. that means that I'm marrying you. Mm-hmm. So that's that's such the difference. We have gotten so far away from that. I've even seen it, too, to where people have these high expectations of the person that they want to date. And you're expecting all of this, but you don't even have half of that or you can't even bring half of that to the table. table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, come on now. Come and, on. And that's why I'm enjoying my single life. <laughs> because I know what I want from a man. And I feel like as me being a woman, I have to show in my single life, I should be able to add up to what I'm asking of someone. Mm-hmm. And that's what I feel like, you know, that's why I'm enjoying it. You know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm open to date. But I feel like I need to know that I'm secure in these certain areas first before I do bring somebody into that. And like you said, in people's the 50-50 just drives me crazy because I feel like if you are the provider, then that means that as women, we should be the household taker. And if you feel like it's going to be 50-50 before you guys even decide to go anywhere, that needs to be established. Yeah. And see, I feel like I just feel like if that's in your mind, that's where communication comes from. And this is what you sh- this is how you should say it in the beginning. And, that and then true. you decide, yeah. OK, well, I still want to go. I still want to meet, you know, what I'm I still want to meet who he is or yeah. who she because is. I might even have the money in my me. pocket. I might just like, oh, I thought you was paying for it. Right. Right. And, that's the thing, I, and then like, I'm going to put my finger up and walk out the restaurant. And you're right. going to be stuck at the table with well, the tab anyway. If you bring it up to me, I have been stuck where I had to, you that's know. That's insane. Say, I, if, because if, if you ask me on a date and then the next thing out of your mouth is, well, can we go Dutch? No, we can't go anywhere now. Yeah, I think that's it's a well, deal I'm not saying that I've seen that person again, but it was more like a, almost like I felt like a setup. But you're not going to make me look bad a sitting setup. at this table. Yeah. I paid for the meal and I, I got up out of there and yeah. left. That's, that's but I'm not going to have you make, Let you me know, know what I'm what yeah. yeah, it need to be established. From and here. a lot of people feel like going out on dates, they got to take you somewhere and buy in all this. No. Why can't we meet at the park and go for a walk? True. Why can't we go get a dollar that cone women are these giant gold diggers? That, I mean, some men are too. You know, but some. Oh yeah, yeah they nah, are. They're never admitted. I have some some questionable posts where <laughs> where a guy was basically he did that. He basically took the girl to a park, made a picnic dinner and everything, and she, but she was complaining about saying, "Oh, why ain't take me to no dinner? This this broke in word and everything." Then. Take me out. She don't know what a that's real because man she's not looking for true romance. Right. 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 That just shows her character. And who, that's what we said. Right. It's not just men out here. It's women out it's here, women. too, just as crazy as these men. Like, she's not because to me, that's romance. You know, that right. means that you're showing me that he you have a time right. and you plan that exactly. And put you didn't all, just yeah. say, OK, we finna go to this restaurant. OK, I got this. He much wanted you know, your, like, all of bro. your attention. He didn't want anybody he wants to get to know you as a person. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I take at that all. In and it's surprising if I see someone do that now in this era. They won't. <laughs> and we ain't dated for a Somebody while. Bye. Like, this is my first date. You choose to take me to a park and it's a picnic and you actually want to sit down and have a conversation. conversation. Right. There's not a loud noise no and distractions. You're just trying right. to figure out who I am. Listen, if you don't ask me my favorite color when I first meet you, we're not talking. 
<laughs> that means you're not trying to really get Deal to know breaker. me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I need you to ask my favorite color, my favorite movie. Like we're in high school. Please get to know me. <laughs> you know when you used to get on the phone with someone. So you know what's your favorite color? Okay, when's your birthday? You know you used to ask them little questions. You walking all around the yeah. house. Yeah, <laughs> you seen those Talking dreams, all right? <laughs> I seen one with a guy I was literally on top of the refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking now? about that though. You know when you were younger, you really took the time to talk to someone to get to know. Them. Now it's like that. Now it's you don't get to know anybody. It's crazy. Yeah, like that. If you don't want to have that kind of conversation with me, then we got a problem. When you think you know somebody and you get out and they show you that other side, you standing there scratching your head, like, hold on, when, when, what was that your favorite thing? What did you like that? That was on. About me at the time, I was me and Tyler was talking and everything. I was, I was in the, I was in my dorm room. And somehow I end up close to the football field. Like, how'd I get over here? We, we're just talking. You know, I just end up walking. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> you was in a deep conversation. That's what it was field. good. You know? So I did that before. When I was in college, I dated this guy. And very pleased don't we, listen to this. We, <laughs> we used to have the best conversation. So um, I couldn't go to his dorm. He couldn't come to mine because we were under really heavy restriction at the time. We, we didn't have unisex dorms. And um, the campus had got uh, put on punishment, for lack of a better term, um, because too many girls were being busted in the boys' dorms and vice versa. Nice. It was a it was a Christian school, it was a private school. Oh, what? Oh, <laughs> Lord. And so they had security in the lobbies and at every entrance and exit to make sure females couldn't get into the men's and men's couldn't get into the females' dorms. So we were under restriction. And so um, instead of us meeting up at the dorms that night, we decided to, like y'all said, take a walk. And it's so funny y'all brought that up. So we're walking through the campus. And it's a beautiful campus where we went to school. Shout out to Livingstone College, Salisbury, North Carolina. Go Bears! (laughs) Anyway, so um, we get over, and I know he probably remembers this to this day. But we get over by the president's building, and <laughs> there's like a garden over there. So we're thinking, oh, we could just sit in the garden and finish talking. It's pitch black, dark oh. outside, but the campus is well lit. There's lights, street lights all over the place. And so I was from New York. He's from the South. So we get over by the garden. And all of a sudden, I saw something move. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I ain't even try to see what's going And he's like, oh, I think that's a possum. And then he says he turned around. This is the story he told me later, <laughs> like when we were talking on the phone. And he's just like, before I could say possum, <laughs> Where was did you go? <laughs> <laughs> <He> was gone. <laughs> <laughs> you was out. <laughs> I, I didn't see him until like two days later. <laughs> that was literally no lie. I know y'all don't believe me, but no lie. Word on my kids. Listen. That was my first time ever seeing a pop. Us coming from California and moving here to Florida. Oh no! I never seen a raccoon in California. We don't have wildlife like this. We don't have a woods in our backyard. Right. So to see a, po- a raccoon and they try to fight you, like they you walk out 
to your car and they standing at your garbage can like what you looking at <laughs> it's just what like you? on the commercial oh no man you gotta try this right <laughs> what you gonna do like it's yeah yeah it's serious out here guys don't do that anymore you know they don't go for long walks or conversation. I remember know? me and Willie. Must. We can't say guys it was still doing because some women don't want to do it's it. Vice either. Versa. Yeah, but um, Willie and I, when we met, there wasn't no cell phones, or I think beepers beep- had just Ooh, started coming out. So yeah, <laughs> so he would go to this payphone um, where he lived right across the street, <laughs> and um, he would literally, and every three minutes, it would tell you how to put five cents more. He would walk with so much changes <laughs> and literally we would stay on the phone like hours. Aww. No lie. And see stuff had- like that. That's that romantic stuff. That's yeah. the stuff you remember. Yeah. Like- He's oh my God. And then I would call him back because he finally found the number for the um for the pay phone. So he would call me first and be like, homie, I'm right here. I'm standing right here in the corner. <laughs> and, and I would call him back in the pay phone and we would talk for literally hours. And it wasn't like he didn't have a phone in his house. It was just like privacy-wise. His yeah. grandma was like, you're right. not using my phone yeah. for all this time. Um, and I would just hog up my mom's phone, you know, the cordless phone that you walked everywhere mm-hmm. with. So, yeah, and until I would go to sleep. Like and then, phones. <laughs> yeah. Everybody had to use the phone. Yes. And that's how we, I mean, conversation was amazing. And that's when we were younger. But, yeah, hearing that operator say, for three more minutes, you need to deposit five more cents. He come ready. And yeah, he had he had a whole bunch of nickels in his Aww. pocket. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, that's the kind of conversation I'm trying to Nickel have. I want you to ask me yes. every code, every question. Like, get to know. Like, I really want to. I, I got to know you. Mm-hmm. I don't want no surprises. That's why I say you got to take it back. You got to ask people about their childhood. Yeah. Like. So how was it when you were in elementary, you know? Yeah. Like, I always bring up how I got called nicknames. Like, you know, just different things. Because mm-hmm. some things scar people. And you might say that name and not even know what happened when he was five or six. And then he lashed off on you. And you're like, right. what? Right. <laughs> you brought a flashback back. <laughs> it's crazy, though. Like, relationships definitely is not the same anymore. I don't think mm-hmm. people take that time to get to know people as much as you should. I mean, well, you got so many shows and stuff, too. Like, Marriage at First Sight. You got... Um, I said I would try The that. Bachelor. Flavor of Love. Flavor of Love. <laughs> <laughs> he got a Flavor of Love. Take, you can hang your clock up now or however he right. used to do it. I'm like, what is this trash? I'm sure they watch it. Y'all, every week. <laughs> Are what you, was the girl's name? I love New York. Oh, I, like, love that's New New York. Yes. I love New York. You just got all these different shows where it's like instant love or instant mm-hmm. connections oh, where so you really don't get. So it's like, that's what we live in an instant era where everybody just I wants want to get They go off of the hype now. The scariest yeah. show of them all is the one where they're like all on an island, but they're naked. Dating. Is it called Dating, dating naked? naked? Yes. yes. That's well, horrifying. No. Oh my gosh. I can't even like. <laughs> That's when you thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it, you got so many different things that people That's meet serious, each other. You can love me. <laughs> you know, I'm hiding in my rose. Right. It's a disclaimer. Thoughts of and opinions. I don't think they allow our kind on the show. <laughs> you have to be a certain size. They can be like get on the show. You don't meet the requirements. <laughs> I see one, two. Oh. <laughs> 
That's three rows. I'm sorry, sister. You're out. You're out. You're that's, out. That's <laughs> this from behind. <laughs> he turned around and like, oh. <laughs> nope. You don't make the cut. You don't make the cut. We're looking for slim. 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 <laughs> Your back is not slim. It's a hump. You're out. Every cut. little thing. Yep, it's true. Who let her in? I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? That we forget what the roles are. That's why when you watch that show, uh, Mary at First Sight, like I feel like some people go on there with the intention. The wrong mindset. Some go on there with the wrong mindsets, but some really in their mind go on there thinking that maybe I can make this work for longevity. But you can. It just you, it all you depends on the mindset. The right. Yeah. They got kids. Yeah. Everything. But it like it's all about the mindset. Like some of these girls that go on these shows, they, ooh, they be, mm. You'd be like, so that mad. is a good man. Like, what was yeah, wrong like, with you? Yeah, like, you can see that the guy is really trying. He wanted this wholeheartedly his mind. You know, this is what he wants. And they'll give him a hard time or, you know, because, that, like, trying to work things I out. Everything. Mm-hmm. Every little trying to have what somebody else has. You, you can't have what that person has. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Listen, it, I don't be don't go on there if you don't have that mindset of being. To, when you go on that show, you have to have the mindset of totally, totally mm-hmm. being open to everything like you sex intimacy everything you have to be open to all of that knowing okay i'm married to this person and i'm open like if you don't mind one night stands and you have to really if you're not a person i like one night stands and different things like that don't go on the show right it's not gonna work out for you at all at all because some of them them people go in there with mindset like hey this is the person i want to spend the rest of my life with we're married now you so they don't see it as a one night right. stand they see it as we're married now we're getting to know but I've seen it both ways. I've seen with girls and I've seen with guys. Where the guy was just like skeptical. Like, no. The girl was like trying to get, no. And he was like, no. So, I mean. It's you weird. don't have to choose. You automatically. No, they no. don't. They, they, they walk straight to the It's altar. basically experts. And that's your first They're time. matching you based on what you have said. Yeah. They're like psychologists and different things. They're ba- and one is a pastor. Like, so, they're just basing you off of what everything you describe in your personality. That you want. So they, they take what you like and they match you with like others that you're supposed to be compatible with. with. Right. Yes. It don't mean you will be, but you're supposed, based on science, You guys have same, like, experts, yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so. And I mean, like, some of them a do work out. Yeah. I said I would do it. It's a lot I said I would. Like, don't look at me like that. <laughs> I would do it. Those she don't meet the criteria because she got kids. <laughs> <laughs> they go you say you don't have kids. to worry about it. <laughs> Algorithm she at me say going, that the criteria because she got rolled. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you was going to say. Dang, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I'm ready for the joke. Listen, we promise we always not chunky. We promise that. <laughs> but no... But yeah, they really just look into all of this to see. And you know, that's their main thing is when they pick the couples is to see really how open-minded you are. Mm-hmm. So some people go in there like they really have an open mind, but then when they finally find a match, it's like they don't have an open mind. Some of them be making me mad, I ain't gonna lie. But some people go just strictly off of visual. Mm-hmm. So if, they're a visual, if they get to that altar and visually they're not attracted to that other person, they're gonna make their life a living hell for the next. How long do they have to stay together? It's a days month. It's a yeah, month. Yeah, thirty days mm-hmm. because they already have their mind. When they decide that they, they want to stay married, to do not. with this yep. My algorithms say that you're supposed to be perfect for me. Like, <laughs> you 
go crazy. Yeah, and it's like they'll say, like, you know, you'll have the one that's like, well, the matches matches for a reason. I want to figure that out. Then you have someone like, mm, she ain't what I want. Yeah, nope. What you thought you wanted was what you really did not want. Like, the right. last season that I watched, it was um, a basketball player and a teacher that was matched together. And he was out on dating scene taking his ring off and everything. And he huh. was still dating Why they huh. were, like, supposed to be doing their 30 days. So he can't even do 30 days. Not even 30 days, girl. Trifling. Just, and he was, and this girl, she was going crazy. She was crying and that, everything. Like, head. yeah, she was already head over oh, heels. But he head. said that he knew after the honeymoon that he was, she was not the person that he after wanted to be honeymoon. with. But this was the crazy thing, because they had a meet. <laughs> We know where you want to take that. Right, right. After they they had like a like meeting because this was the first year they had did that where they met with them like after a couple like couple days just to see you know a couple weeks to see like if you wanted to stay in the marriage and he chose to stay in it. If you knew you didn't want to be with her, why didn't you choose to leave then? He didn't want to look like, like the it was either. crazy. He probably don't. He didn't want to look like the bad people that yeah. don't want to feel like they're quitting. Right. I don't know, but he got on my nerves the whole show. And then the couple that you thought was going to break up, because they was crazy. They was just fighting all the time. And I just thought they weren't going to make it. They made it. That's true. And they still married. When you fight all day, every day, (laughs) every second of the day, and you can't even get through a phone conversation without it turning into an argument on the way home, sitting in I-4 traffic, (laughs) trying to pass the Sanford Mall, then you know. That that's love. It's true love. It's true love. All Listen, the way. And they was having crazy fights. Like, to not even know each other that long, they was having them deep fights. Like, you would have thought they was together for like 10 years. <laughs> and I'm like, she just threw the table love. at you? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go to my other apartment since you want to be acting up. <laughs> it's like, it was them type of arguments. And they stayed together. I was like, oh, okay. That's how it works. <laughs> Perfect for each other. Like, whoa. Okay. All that passion. <laughs> they be serious. That's like, they call serious. it. <laughs> I'm like, oh man. I apologize. Like they apologize through that season. I think they apologize every episode because they didn't have some kind of fight. Did you just yell at me in front of all these people? And nobody's gonna stand up for me. They'll be together forever. Oh, ever, ever. Those, those be the ones. Yep. yep. <laughs> How did they last so long? Oh, we, we still hear that all the time. Yeah, we? Girl, like, my friends be like, "Y'all still together?" Was we yeah. not supposed to be? Nobody yeah. ever questions if me and Barry are together. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Like I remember this guy I used to work with. Um, he had came to my wedding, and when 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 we got met, when we had our wedding, I had just started working at that job. So everybody was new to me and I was new to them and him and another girl working there specifically requested if they could come um, to the wedding. They knew I was paying a lot of money for it, so they knew that they needed to. Uh, <laughs> they wanted to see what this is going to be like. So yeah, I told them, yeah, sure. You know, they got an invite and everything. And, and, and he came and then I stayed working there for like five years after that. And he's like, you know, I, girl, I just, Y'all are so silly. You and Barry are going to be together forever. He's like, I just know it. He would say that all the time. No matter how much y'all fuss and how much y'all fight and how much it may seem like y'all don't get along, I'm telling you, I can see y'all doing this at 85 years old. I'm telling you, mock my word. He used to say it all the time. And here we are. We're still together. We've been together 20 years and married for 11. 
and and it's still going on, just like he said, with with the same arguing and the fucking. They're gonna be like some of the patients that come in my office, they both be on their walkers, still be fussing. <laughs> If you would hurry up and move out the way, (laughs) (laughs) they both rolling in. It's like, how how much faster you want her to go? Listen, that's just as bad as the people that call in on the phone that I talk because you know I handle pensions, so it ain't nothing but old folks, and they be like eighty five years old, and he be like. Let me put my wife on the phone because I can't hear you. <laughs> she get on the phone. I got to yell still because she can't hear it either. And then she be, hey, just shut up now. You hear me talking to them? Like, they be yelling at each other like, it ain't. No, you hush, hush, hush. Let me hear. I'd be like, oh, Lord. It'd be the funniest conversation, though. You'd be cracking up, though. But they'd be like 85 years old. Neither one can hear. You blind leading the blind. Well, I got the iPhone. He ain't got no iPhone. That's what I want. like that. That's what I know. I want that longevity love. I want us to be pushing our walkers together. You're going to have to be the one to have the iPhone. He got that old flip phone. He don't know how to, he can't get no text message. And then you be like, well, can you get the text message on your phone? Hold on. We're going to figure this out. Let me figure it out. We have patients that come in there and say they're celebrating their 50th anniversary. I'm like, that is a blessing. I pray for that. That's what I want. That's exactly what I want. That'd be fun. That's something I do tell people when I'm dating. I'm I'm looking to be married. I'm not I'm not looking for a long time boyfriend. I want a husband. As you know, my grandmother just passed away and I remember at her wake, my grandfather was sitting in the front row with his hands just draped in between his legs holding a tissue. And he's just staring at her from afar while she's laying in the casket. And I remember staring at him and thinking to myself, there it is. He's trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to live without her. Now. Without her, he doesn't know what it is to be here on this earth without her. Because they were together for seventy years, mm-hmm. and he was in such deep thought that it could almost be passed off as shock. And I knew, I just knew, just like how you watch a baby trying to take its first steps. They're mm-hmm. trying to figure it out. They're, mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out what way to sway. Should they sway forward? Should they sway backward? Should they keep it going side to side? Should they step hard or, or softly? Um, should they use their hands or keep, you know, keep their hands by their side? They're just trying to figure it out. And I think that's what we all do. We all try to figure it out throughout these relationships. Right. And sometimes once we have it all figured out, we lose the other person, and then we have to figure it all out again. Yeah. And it's so funny you say that because um, a lot of the people that we talk to, you know, like I said, they're older people. So when they call in and their husbands, especially women, and, you know, you're talking about, like we said and these people are 1980s and you know they've been they've worked for the companies the husbands you know and when it comes down to it it's like that time a lot of these women didn't work no they all they did was rely on their husband's income Mm -hmm. so when they're calling in and they passed away and they're like 80 something years old and they're like i'm just trying to figure everything it's like your heart breaks because they're like i'm just trying to figure Mm -hmm. it out i don't know how to do none of this all i know is he told me that i have this like 
okay, how do I set up direct deposit? I want to just like his, like they don't know how to do anything at all. And you're so surprised. They're like, okay, now I got to call social security. Now I got to do this. And sometimes it breaks your heart. Cause it's like, you know, they're not getting that much or it's so little and they're so lost. And you're just like, oh my I had gosh, a coworker tell, tell me about, like that. Uh, about how, when their grandfather was passing, um, he was on his deathbed still saying, make sure, uh, your grandma has this and she has that because he did everything for her. Mm-hmm. He made sure she had the money to go get her hair done, like everything up until he passed. And it was almost like, wow, like, and the he men took care of her. Like she worried about yeah. nothing. And it's in some of the men will call in before they're passed and some of them will be sick, like you said, and they'll be like, I just need everything in order. So when my wife calls in, she knows how to handle this. Right. So what does she have? What is this the number she calls? Is this what they'll contact? Is this what they do? Like, they'll try to get everything together for them. But like you said, they're so lost. They're so confused. They don't know what to do. And I mean, sometimes they'll even cry on the phone. And this is like, you don't know how to do It's Like, you're trying to sink in. Like, I'm so sorry. You don't want to make it worse. I think saying sorry to someone when they lost someone is like the worst thing. Because that's like the last thing they want to hear. Yeah. But, like, it's sad. You'll be surprised how much older women, they just don't know how to do it because their husbands did everything. And honestly, like, I've seen it, too, to where there's situations like that, and they don't even last long because they're, heart, they're heartbroken. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know what else to, to do. That person is gone. That's the love I want. I'm just going to add that in there again. <laughs> I can see Talia and Antoine running each other over what they walk through. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, get out the way, you're not moving fast enough. <laughs> you look like you'll be competitive when you old Antoine. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us tonight, everyone. I want everyone to remember um our thoughts and opinions are not those reflected or necessarily the thoughts of and opinions of Power and Praise Ministries, Deltona, Florida, three two seven three eight. I want everyone to have a good night and keep Christ first in all your relationships, no matter what they may be, whether it's your relationships with your parents, coworkers, friends, family, children. And I want everyone to trust love and still have faith in it.